The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories, relevant, topical. This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Thanks for having me along this afternoon. Hope your Monday afternoon is going just fine. Some of your texts regarding the story about uh, the couple that had 120 grand dropped into their bank account by mistake and went on to spend it. Idiots, says this texter. I would have moved to Mexico the instant I saw that money. And Sarah says, come on, people are going to uh, catch up with that sooner or later. The bank is going to anyway. Um, David says, Jay, it's not their money. So simply put, that's theft. Such stupidity knowing the real money owner would eventually discover the missing money, followed by the bank having a record of the incorrect deposit. Exactly. And this one, this one's from Corey. Says, Jay, I deposited a check for $300. Didn't check what was in my account the next day and saw that there was an extra $30,000. I didn't say anything and made sure not to spend the money and it was gone out of my account three days later. I guess the teller must have added an extra zero when I deposited it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, would be tempting though, wouldn't it? If, if you, for half a second, if that little devil on your shoulder is saying, come on, go do it. And the other one's going, no, don't. Yeah. Tempting. Uh, What would the city have to do to make Edmonton Transit more appealing to you, the consumer? Well, Transit has been in the spotlight lately, and the city auditor has suggested a number of recommendations to improve weaknesses, especially in its revenue management processes. The total cost to operate Edmonton Transit service increased by 211% to $327 million in 2018. That's from $105 million in 2000. But its revenue increased by 166% to $136 million, meaning more of the costs were placed on the subsidy paid by property taxpayers. Eddie Robar is the branch manager for ETS, and Eddie joins us this afternoon. Hey, Eddie. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. You guys, uh, you feeling a little pressure these, these days over there? Been on the hot seat. On the hot seat, and so I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, that audit that came out on on Friday. I mean, I'm guessing. Uh, well, how much of it was a surprise to you? Uh, I don't think much. I'm, we've been working on this uh, issue since about uh, 2017. So we had a new transit strategy approved in uh, in November of 2017, and have kind of been following that uh, that regime from then on. So a lot of these um, these issues in the uh, in the auditor report is really a highlight of the uh, the direction that we're going right now. So things you already knew, yeah. Yeah. Mayor Iveson, um, you know, making ETS more cost effective has been a challenge for a long time. The mayor saying we've been trying to fix it for years. What makes it so challenging, Eddie? I think that uh, when you look at the system, and I've said this before on, on, on multiple occasions, it's really set up as a transit system to serve about a, a half a million in population, not one of a million in population. Mm-hmm. So last change we had is about 20, 25 years ago, and really this uh, new look at the bus network redesign for transit is really setting it up for that city of one million and to that city of, of two million. Yeah, let's talk about that uh, that uh, bus network redesign. And, and from what I've been reading, it- looks like um, like streamlining some of the uh, a lot of the fares cutting out some of the fares where's that all uh, standing right now 
Yeah, we're going back to council in November, and really October, November is really the strategy for transit and setting that in stone. And I think you heard a lot of that through the audit report on okay. making sure that we have a good plan effectively to manage the system moving forward to ensure that the value of the services that we're putting on the road are reaping the rewards to the uh, to Edmontonians. Could there could there be cuts to certain lines that are that people have been used to for a long time? Yeah, I think when you look at the redesign itself, it's really lifting the entire transit network and whiteboarding it all over again. Mm. So changing the entire way that we uh, use the network right now from the type of system that we have to really redesigning that in a way that's more effective for a million people. There are some uh, concerns I've been reading about people, you know, having to walk farther to the bus stops and, you know, maybe their route's not going to be there anymore. If you're trying to increase ridership, how does that impact you know, if, if all of a sudden the line's not there or if you have to take a 10-minute walk to get over there, I'm not sure if some people want to do that. Yeah, certainly. I think that when you look at what we've done with this route network, we've done a lot of work on kind of cultivating information from Edmontonians on what they want from a transit system and how we can deliver that. So what we heard from over 20, 25,000 Edmontonians is that they want fast, reliable, convenient, and safe service. Um, certainly, uh, they would. there's trade-offs when you do that, looking at our services that we provide and the amount of resources we have and how we deliver that. So looking at those trade-offs, would people trade off a little bit further to walk mm-hmm. for a more frequent route? Mm-hmm. And that was heard uh, was a big yes from what we heard. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly with the re- route network redesign that we've done, um, we're impacting about 13% of that population. 87% of people are still within the walking distance they had before. And we are looking at alternatives to that 13%. And that will be going to council at the same time as the bus network redesign in the uh, first kilometer, last kilometer report. Now, the city auditor has said one of the biggest challenges is getting more people to take public transit. Um, You have, uh, and you just touched on it, and he had gone on to say safe, convenient, reliable, and faster service will prompt more people to take the bus or the LRT. Um, So that kind of goes hand in hand right there. But what about the fact that I just get the sense that a lot of Edmontonians are not going to give up their cars? Well, I think there's always you're always going to have an element of people that don't uh, that don't want to give up their car, mm. but certainly in this economy and day and age, um, good service breeds good ridership. Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of the day, our focus is really on providing good, frequent, reliable service. Exactly what we heard through that that bus network redesign, and that will breed the ridership that we're looking for. Eddie, I'm wondering about the security and the safety uh, on transit, whether it's on buses or whether it's on the LRT. I know that that has been uh, a focus as well. Uh, over the past year especially. How is that coming along? Are are things improving on that front? Yeah, certainly is. I think when we look at the improvements that we've made on security guards, we have new foot patrols going through our our, our transit centers. We have um, new new patrols or uh, fare evasion checks with our uh, transit peace officers and EPS. Those are having an impact. I think on the security guards alone, we've seen about a 53% reduction in mischief stats just at our our transit stations. So, um, and we got further to go. So when we come back in uh, October, November with report on the security report. We're talking more about broadening the horizons of what does transit security look like, not just in the physical space, but also into that social demographic area. Now, one of the things that the auditor had pointed out, uh, Eddie, was um, the fare evasion. How much of an issue is that for you? 
Well, I think in, in a paper-based product world, it's really hard to determine the exact amount and what that looks like, especially when you've got a big geographic span like Edmonton does. So, but it uh, is getting, a problem. Oh, it, it's always it's a problem with any system, okay. every system in transit. So certainly fare evasion is something that we try to combat. Um, looking to the new world of smart fare technology and our smart cars, we're going to cultivate um, re- reducing that uh, substantially. So where we are today and where we'll be in, in a year, year and a half from now, now be two different spaces. So what does the smart fare technology look like? So initially it'll be a, um, a tap card, a reloadable tap card. So you're able to tap on the bus and tap off the bus, reload it online, uh, pick up those cards anywhere at a retail outlet throughout the city. Uh, and that's going to start rolling out in uh, September of next year, with, starting with the UPASS students and, and then kind of further from there to our, our general ridership. That'll evolve into a full open payment system. So you won't have to use um, a card at all. You could use your own debit card, bank card, credit card, um, whatever you choose to ride with. Okay, so you won't be going into the thing, getting a little, putting the, the money in the in the machine, getting a little piece of paper or not, right? Because a lot it. of people yeah. just will keep, will keep walking yeah. on by. So passes and tickets will go away. Okay, so yeah, the U-Pass system, is that a part of what will go away? Well, UPASS will still stay. Uh, what it'll is just UPASS? Be handled. So UPASS is a, a pass that every university student university pays wants. into. So the university pays into that pass. Every student, every full-time student pays a portion of their tuition into that pass, and they get a transit pass as part of their uh, okay. their tuition. All righty. Um, Mike Nickel, as you know, Councillor Mike Nickel, saying, um, you know, he came out swinging when it came uh, to the review, saying that Edmonton Transit needs to be run more like a, a business. Uh, he started taking a look and, and crunching some of the numbers on things like uh, transit to the football games, to the Heritage Festival, that sort of thing. Um, how does how does that work? That's that, that that's covered by the city. Those those fares to and from football games. Uh, we have contracts with the Eskimos. We have certain contracts with special events. Um, certainly, we're recovering some of that cost through our, our fare revenue there. But uh, certainly, the one thing it highlighted um, and was highlighted in the report was really getting a, a good indication from council that they see value in those programs mm. and that we're evaluating those programs and bringing them back to council so they're able to look at what are the benefits to that beyond even the fair revenue generation, but certainly from an event perspective or, you know, de- defending against parasitic parking or something like that. Yeah, and you know what, uh, Mike Nickel, you know, just uh, was going on to just say, you know, the, the, the tail of the, this is the tail of the ticket. Revenue is one of those metrics you just can't get around. The number of riders, bums in the seats, you can't get around that. But you are hopeful, you're saying, with this, with this new redesign that more bums will be in the seats. Yeah, for sure. I think that we're really positively looking forward to this change. I think that we'll have great discussion in council in November, get that final approval for the redesign, and really look at launching that new network in, in September of 2020. So that um, that work is ongoing right now. We're very confident that that's going to resolve itself into increased ridership and, and a better better system for Edmontonians. Mm-hmm. All right. Eddie Robar is the ETS branch manager joining us this afternoon. Thanks, Eddie. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. Me. We'll talk to you again soon as uh, as more on this develops. So, the redesign, the network redesign is what they're talking about, streamlining um, some of those routes and the services there. What he said was that about 87% of uh, riders right now would continue to have the same routes that they currently have. There would be an impact to about uh, 13% of, of those folks. Now, are you using the bus system? Are you using 
transit in the city of Edmonton. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I have been on a bus. I haven't ridden a bus uh, in the city of Edmonton since I moved here. I have used the LRT system uh, numerous times. Uh, I've told you before, I wish it uh, went... It was a little bit more spread out, but I know that takes money, that takes time, and, um, you know, the, the thing not to be screwed up all the time. But I, I do like the idea of a great functioning train system, an LRT system. Um, and I know there's a lot of folks that depend on the bus system. There's a number of people that I work with here in this building that rely on the bus system. And I, you know, out where I live, um, there's not a bus, there's not a bus stop to be had probably within, I don't know, 20K. Uh, so bus isn't an option for me. And LRT, um, unless I'm going downtown, it's still a 20-minute drive to the LRT station over at Century Park then to go downtown. But that's what we have done and what we will do. Um, are you using it? Why? Why not? <laughs> Of 327 as we talk about the uh, Edmonton Transit City, whether it's uh, LRT, maybe it's buses, how often you're using it, and, and what we, you would like to see, um, you know, maybe changed with it. Uh, the uh, An audit was just done on it, suggesting that there's a lot of folks that are... That are um, fair evasion, as they call it. Um, you know, and I know my my kid was a little nervous. I mean, again, he, he lived in Tokyo uh, for five years, and the, the train system there is rather phenomenal, right? But he said he even got a little sketchy, and I know they've, they've taken steps here in Edmonton to increase security, certainly at LRT areas. But, um, yeah, he said he found, you know, a little sketchy at times and was, uh, you know, worried about his, his, his wife writing it, uh, guys saying that he had knives on him and that sort of stuff. So your thoughts this afternoon. Uh, sounds like more spending of money that we don't have an increased taxes. This is a joke. This whole city and all of its associated members. Boom, mic drop right there. Hi folks, this is from Doug. Could, could cameras used on trains and stations with a central monitoring system moving resources where needed, could that be used? Uh, Ernest says a certain element won't give up our vehicles. What an understatement. Typical city bureaucrat attitude, not living in the real world. Transit should be free. And there has been that conversation over the past number of years. Should transit be free? And what would that cost look like to everybody? And this one says, I'll ride a bus on the regular when it's quicker than driving myself. And that is a great point right there. Hi, Dave. What's on your mind? Hey, I mean, I... Uh, I just want to share one thought. I don't yeah. have much to comment on for uh, the expansion of uh, Edmonton Transit, but as a consumer right now, uh, one of the inconveniences is availability of parking. So it's a, it's a, a two-line two system right now, and mm. to be able to get on the train, you need to be able to get there and park. Absolutely. So if they can, in terms of upgrading what we already have, not commenting on expansion, yeah. uh, just making sure there's parking availability is, is a big deal. Well, yeah, that's the thing. If, if you have to, because how many people li live, uh, you know, along that line that can just go hop on and off? Most of us do actually have to drive to take the LRT, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And George is on the phone. George, you used to, uh, you're a retired ETS driver. 
Well, uh, it's a long story, but uh, officially I'm retired, but unofficially I got fired. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what? I have a couple of minutes, so you have some okay, ideas. Uh, what would increase ridership? Okay. For one thing, they have to do, uh, like that last caller, have to drive to the station. They should do the uh, local buses uh, in, a, in a circular thing instead of going one thing, and then your duplications. I got two buses that are, do the same route, but then uh, one veers off and does another section. Coordinate the, the buses instead of uh, uh, going to the transit center. Maybe have a, a neighborhood bus that does go, like Castle Downs, okay? Uh-huh. And, and uh, there was talk about, uh, I remember we had dollar bus. Uh, we had a small van type of uh, bus system, and of course we didn't like that, but okay. that went to part timers and we didn't do it back then. But what I'm saying is that the bus numbers are the 200s. They're the smaller version of a uh, uh, 45 or 43-foot uh, bus, and it can move around in <clears throat> tighter spots. And uh, the thing is that if they can do that every half hour or every 15 minutes, if there's a duplication, every 15 instead of both of them coming within five minutes of each other at a uh, what they call a timing point, yeah, they could change those things. Uh, and I know this, Eddie uh, Ro- uh, How do you pronounce it? Robar. Robar. Uh, I've heard through the grapevine through other uh, retired people that know this guy. He is an honest, uh, as far as I know, he's honest and he's straightforward and he's trying to fix the system. I hope city council and the people of the city of Edmonton give him time to work out the plan that they got. And I understand going in November. Yep. But I think that they should... uh, How can I put it? This uh, e-commerce thing is an excellent idea. They were talking about this 15 years ago, and they never implemented oh, it. Oh, the smart fare, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the bus shields. They, they talked about this 15 years ago when I was a senior operator. But one thing I have to say negative about the, uh, the operation is they go after the senior drivers. They they kind of force them out, if mm-hmm. I can use that term. Okay. That should change it because that's not a good thing for uh, morale sake uh, and uh, also streamline and be more easy on the complaint systems because uh, uh, I could phone a complaint and get a driver into trouble and I'm not even riding the bus if I know the system. George, I want to thank you for taking the time to give us a call oh. this afternoon. I'm out of time here at 327. I have to take a break for the 330 News. Some of your texts just though uh, coming in saying not free but more efficient. Um, you can't say bus fare can be free. It would still be paid for by me, the taxpayer. Only it would be more. Yeah, you're right. We would pay for it somehow. Yeah, in your taxes. Your taxes would go up. Uh, we've had this this conversation. LRT needs a Grand Central Station downtown. Um, and AMFM, always great to hear from you. Use public transit. Almost never. Why? Because I have other means of getting around. Know this to be true and the strength of this argument cannot be broken. In most every major city, the public transit system is viewed as the transportation method of last resort.